Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new every Thursday, podcast1.com and iTunes. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening each and every week. And this week, we got a great interview for you, as always. Like all the interviews on the podcast, they are courtesy of my SiriusXM radio show, which you can hear daily, Monday through Friday, live, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, replaying every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern and also available on demand on the SiriusXM app. So be sure to check it out, and uh, hope you join me each and every day to listen to Trunk Nation on SiriusXM Radio. And here on the podcast, you get a little taste of some of the interviews that I do on that show. And we got a good one for you. Our guest uh, this week is Lizzie Hale from the band Hailstorm. We'll be checking in with her in just a little bit. I am talking to you from Las Vegas at the moment where I am getting ready to host a show on what is the Sirius XM Hair Nation Tour, a tour that features Jack Russell's Great White, Bullet Boys, Enough's Enough. Did a couple shows already on this tour, including Anaheim, which was by far the best show of the tour, best attended as well, and also Los Angeles at the Will Turn Theater. L.A. is always sort of hit and miss as far as the sort of crowds and what happens at those shows. and think a lot of uh, a lot of the the whole tour was sort of feeling itself out still a lot of the artists as well but definitely by Anaheim which was the third show of the tour it seemed to really uh, be coming together and that was a great crowd there in Anaheim so a lot of fun to uh, be a part of this tour and hosting some of the shows I'll I'll also be doing as I said if you're listening to this on post day the Vegas show at the House of Blues in the Mandalay Bay tonight and then the rest of my weekend is Friday. I will be in Houston at Proof Rooftop Lounge hosting a show with Vince Neal. And then this coming weekend, I'm going to be at Bourbon and Beyond, which is a festival in Louisville, Kentucky. It was at the same site where this festival is happening 
for season one of my TV show Trunk Fest. We were there and we uh, we shot an episode at a at a uh, a metal festival there, Louder Than Life. This time around, Bourbon and Beyond, a really eclectic mix of artists: Robert Plant, Lenny Kravitz, John Mayer. So it should be a lot of fun, and uh, that'll be episode number two of season two of Trunk Fest, which will air at some point next year because the idea is to get a few episodes done at the end of uh, this festival season and then a few more at the beginning of next festival season and then set a date to show all the episodes and to have a full season of 10 for season two. First uh, season was eight. We'll have 10 new festivals being covered in season two. So work has already started on that. And by the way, the I think the first week of October, I'll let you know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's like the first week of October, Access TV is going to re-air an episode every week of season one of Trunk Fest. So you'll be able to get caught up if you miss some of those episodes. You can also see them on demand on your providers. But for those asking about replays and repeats, there's eight episodes and they are going to start repeating in a couple of weeks. Check your grids for the exact dates and times and you can get caught up on some of the shows you may have missed in season number one. So that's uh, some good news to share with you there. As usual, keep up with social media at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. EddieTrunk.com is the website. All my appearances are on the homepage. Other stuff coming up October 5th. I'm in Tulsa and I will be hosting Sebastian Bach that night. Just spent some time with Sebastian. I did my Sirius XM radio show from the Rainbow last week. Sebastian was one of my guests along with Steve Vai, which was great. And uh, looking forward to seeing Sebastian, my buddy Brent Woods, who plays guitar for him. Should be great in uh, the Ideal Ballroom October 5th. Then October 6th, I'm in Huntington Beach, California, Sammy Hagar's festival, shooting that for Access TV. And then October 12th, I'm back in Tulsa for Tom Kiefer. And that is happening also at the IDL Ballroom. So keep up with all of those appearances. Then I'll be in Arkansas the weekend of October 19th. And again, Sammy Hagar performing there along with Brett Michaels and Lita Ford in El Dorado, Arkansas. And that should be great as well. So join me for that if you're in that area of the country. There's a lot going on. And then, of course, in November, I'm in Mexico for about two and a half, three weeks hosting Deep Purple's final tour of Mexico. I've heard from so many great Mexican fans. I'm excited about doing this. And uh, it's going to be a, a cool new adventure for me. So if you are in Mexico, and I know I have a lot of listeners of the podcast that listen to Mexico, come on out to the Deep Purple dates, all of them. I will be on except Tijuana. Tijuana, I cannot make, but everything else I do plan on hosting. And I hope to see you there for that. So the schedule is really busy throughout now and the rest of the year. And keep up with everything on my site and Twitter, where I would be most active. And that is all at Eddie Trunk and EddieTrunk.com for the website. All right, so let's get to the interview this week, which is, as I mentioned with Lizzie Hale, this interview happened a few weeks ago on my show on Volume on Sirius XM. I... uh have said many times, I think this new Hailstorm record is the best record of their career. They, The last record they made was a little bit too much of a pop record for me. They walk a lot of lines. They're, they're always a rock band at their core, but they are absolutely have some pop sign, you know, some pop sensibilities to what they do. They, they do you know, some different turns here and there, and I thought the last record was definitely more pop-leaning than some of the other music they've done. One of the things that I've always respected 
respected so much about Hailstorm is they are so proud of wearing their influences on their sleeve. You know, Lizzie was given vocal lessons by Steve Whiteman of Kicks. And she's a huge Tom Kiefer fan and even did a duet recently of Nobody's Fool with Tom. And they've covered songs by Skid Row and Marilyn Manson and Judas Priest and all that sort of stuff. So I've always thought that that was really, really cool that they're such big rock fans and they wear that influence so proudly of the old school stuff that, that, that they were into. And, you know, they're music lifers. Their dad was in the band with them early on. And her and, uh, of course, Lizzie's brother, RJ, the drummer, have been playing music and certainly paid their dues and did it the old-fashioned way, playing small gigs and honing their craft to the point now with this latest album, Vicious, I think it's the best record they made. And it is, I think, by far the heaviest record they've made. The, again, within the confines of the record, there are different songs. There's some ballads on it. There's uh, incredible incredible vocal performance on a couple of those ballads from Lizzie. But just great playing across the board great production by nick rasculinitz and the record even though it's i think the hardest record they've made music wise i there are different vibes throughout it as well so it's a record that i've been playing a lot since it came out it's by far my favorite record they made and i wanted to you know i've known lizzie hale for a while and the other thing i i like and respect so much about all of the people in Hailstormers, they're just really good people, too. They're just really nice, very grounded people, very appreciative for the success that they have. And every time I get to see them and we run into each other in airports or whatever the case may be or at festivals and stuff, it's always good to catch up and talk a little bit. And uh, she's been on my show a number of times. She was on that metal show back in the day. And I reached out to her in the interview you're about to hear because I really like the record so much. I said, you know, you really got to come on. Let's talk about this because the record had just come out and was out for about a week or two at the time that you're hearing this. And she immediately responded and said, yeah, yeah, let's do something. So we had a great conversation that you're about to hear in a few minutes on this week's podcast. The album is out now. It's called Vicious. And you'll hear from Lizzie giving us some insights about it and how it came together. The band currently is touring all over the world in support of it right now. So that's what we have for you on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. And thank you for listening. Remember, if you shop on Amazon, be sure to start on my page, which is Amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. Just start on that page and go to any other area of Amazon you want. But if you start there, it is greatly appreciated. And of course, I've got the FM radio show. Show. I've got this podcast every Thursday. Uh, Trunk Fest Season 2 is going. Six live shows a week for Sirius XM. A lot of good stuff. Keep up. Keep track of all of it. And hope to see you guys out there on the road as well at all the upcoming appearances. Let's get a break in. We'll come back and we will be joined by Lizzie Hale on this week's podcast. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey guys, and I know there's a lot of guys in my audience. Are you looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Well, get to bluechew.com. That's blue c h e w.com. bluechew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. Check this out. They've got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so they work. And since they're chewable, they will work faster than a pill. 
and you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And this stuff is cheaper than those other two, so this really is a no-brainer. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line because Blue Chew ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. And the deal gets even better for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code TRUNK, T-R-U-N-K. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code TRUNK. BlueChew.com, promo code TRUNK. First shipment free. Just pay the 5 bucks for shipping. Give it a try. BlueChew.com. Use promo code TRUNK. Football season is here, and no one covers football like Podcast One Sportsnet. We've got you covered on a daily basis with Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen. This might be just a walk in the park. RJ Bell's Dream Preview and Ross Tucker's Fantasy Feast Podcast. They're just creating more work for me at this point. We also have Jim Harbaugh with Attack Each Day and Revenge of the Jocks with Martellus Bennett. Football is the ultimate soap opera. So download all of these shows and more each week on PodcastOneSports.com. Hey, if you guys like this show, you need to check out Penn's Sunday School with magician and entertainer Penn Gillette. Each week, Penn talks to celebrities, magicians, and other entertainers about whatever he wants. Past guests include Phil Rosenthal, Dr. Joel Furman, and writer and director Kevin Smith. So check out Penn's Sunday School weekly on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcast. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Okay, this week on the Eddie Trunk Podcast, my guest is Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm. New Hailstorm album is out now called Vicious, and this conversation took place on my Sirius XM radio show on Volume 106. Enjoy. Hey, Lizzie, how are you? Hey, Eddie, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Like I said, I saw you and Joe, you were uh, bleary-eyed on your way to Europe <laughs> or you, for that press run for this, and now the thing is out. How did that whole press run go for you? Oh, my gosh, that was crazy. We were literally in a different country every single day. So, like, the routine was, you know, you get in and and uh, you, they put you in some hotel and then you kind of try to get something to eat. You go to bed, you wake up. And um, in, in most of it, except for um, London, they just kind of stuck us in a room, like, in the hotel, like our, our, our press agents. And, and then they would just – it would be a rotating door. It was like speed dating, <laughs> you know. First, first guy would come in and be like, yes, I also like long walks on the beach. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty intense. It was really cool, though, because you get to kind of, uh, you know, we were in purgatory at that point because, you know, they give a lot of the press the album before – you know, before anybody hears it in order to make it, you know, get a review of the record. So we're getting like all of this, you know, amazing feedback from these people, but the fans don't have it yet, but it's out of our hands. So it was just crazy purgatory. It was a lot of fun. What was the amount of time that the album was physically done? Like that you guys finished mastered and everything before it, before it actually came out, which of course it just came out on Friday, but how long was that period of time between being done and actually coming out? Um, it wasn't too bad. It was a little over maybe a month and a half. Um, but we worked up until the last minute. We were doing, uh, like, I think the ninth version of one of, of, one of our songs, um, I, I, like, two days before mastering. So, um, 
so yeah, we couldn't let it go for a little while. We're like, okay, are we sure? Are we sure? Is it good? Is it done? Are we good? <laughs> so um, yeah, so it was it was uh, intense. But that that can make you crazy. Like I've talked to artists sometimes. Like the label say, okay, you deliver the records. Like ah, we're going to wait six months before we put it out. I mean, for you, to, to a month oh. and a half is not actually actually that's actually a short period of time. So you didn't have that long of a period of time where you had it kind of was done, but you wanted to talk to people. You wanted people to hear it, but then you couldn't cause it wasn't really out yet. So there's always that weird zone and it didn't seem like it was that, that long for you though. Thankfully. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Our, with our last record into the wildlife, um, we had already released our first single and then we waited so long <laughs> to put the record out. It was just like, wow, why did we even do anything? Um, so yeah, this was a lot better, but um, obviously still nerve wracking. Um, I'm so glad you like it by the way. <laughs> that. I'll tell you what, that just means the world to us. So, Well, I love it. I really do. I listened to it, and that's why I texted you last night, because I knew it had come out, and I'm listening to the record, and I'm like, I, I mean, I, I honestly think it's your best record, and I, I, I said, I've got I've to text Lizzie because I'd love to have her on and just talk about it a little bit because it's important people know that it's out and it's it's this good. Um, what – Tell me, first of all, I mean, obviously it's your new record, so most artists are going to say, yeah, it's the best record we've we've made. But I know you guys put a lot into this. I know you've done some things differently than you've done in the past. So so take the listeners through the process of making this. And, and do you feel it's the most realized record that you've made, the, the best record? I, I think that our goal every time that we've made a record thus far, you know, on a major label um, has always been this kind of long road to the beginning. We've, we've been chasing that dragon of, of trying to, I, I guess, match as best we can uh, what we do 90% of the time, which is a live record, but without doing a live record, you know what I mean? Um, so we've, so we've, I guess, been chasing that. And throughout this process of making this record, I feel like we've reconnected with that beginning mojo that we had, you know, when we all first met, when we were all like 19 years old and trying to figure it out in my parents' basement. Um, and that's a huge testament to Nick Raskulin, it's our producer, um, because he truly became, you know, this fifth member for us. And not only is he, you know, a legendary rock producer, like specifically like rock and roll like nerd um you know not only is he awesome you know in that area but he's also you know has been a fan of hailstorm for years so it was really neat to have that insight um so just you know obviously to make a, a long story short uh in the beginning of all this about six months before um uh, we really started getting into the studio um you know we we write all the time we were kind of compiling songs that we thought maybe could be on the record and uh, something in that collection of songs, um, you know, that I heard a lot was just us just kind of trying to please everybody <laughs> but ourselves. You know, it's like, okay, that one's definitely a radio grab. Okay, that one's definitely for the fans. Um, that's why I missed the misery time, too. Um, and so we didn't really like any of it. So we threw all of those songs away and went into the studio with Nick um, with practically nothing and uh, a little lost. Um, you know, I told Nick, I'm like, I don't know, man. It's like... You know, do we even got it anymore? I mean, we've had so much success and it's awesome, but like, what do we do now? And uh, and he literally looked at us and was like, well, when was the four of us, uh, when, when was the last time the four of you were like stuck in a small room together with your amplifiers blasting and just write something from scratch? I'm like, man, it's been a couple of years, I think. So we started there and we went to the studio every day, plugged in our equipment in this little room. And uh, he would be like, all right, who's got a riff? 
who's got an idea? And so we'd all come in with ideas every single day, and that's how we built the record up. And so it was really awesome because a lot of these songs, I, at least I can hear it, um, you know, we, you'd write something, literally, like I'd have like a song <laughs> the day before, you know, you go into the studio and then you show it like, okay, cool, let's record that. So we're recording as we write. So all of those feelings and all of that excitement were very on the surface, which is different than what we did. So, yeah, we kind of came out on the other side like, all right. You know, still got this. <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely sounds like it. And I mean, there's some what I like about the album so much, too, is there's it. I mean, the opening track, Black Vultures, just kills. I mean, that's just a heavy kick ass tune. But there's a lot of layers to this. It would be easy to say that this is a little bit of a harder rocking uh, Hailstorm album than the last one. But that would be selling it a little bit short because there are things on this record that uh, that still have some really different layers to it. I'll tell you what, one of my favorite tracks on it is is the last track the silence the record that closes the album or the song that closes the album rather which is a you know really cool and i mean an ama- you know really atmospheric cool song great showcase for your your voice and all that so that sort of you know, I remember Tony Iommi once saying, you can't be heavy unless sometimes you're a little bit light to make the heavy stuff sound heavier. So, you know, going on that sort of journey and showing all those different sides to what Hailstorm does, I mean, I imagine that was important to you as well. Oh, absolutely. And and we had that same mentality, um, you know, as as Tony describes so beautifully, um, that, that's, that's mostly, you know, heavy bands where you kind of, you have to show that you are, you know, that there are these other layers in order for that heaviness to really stick out. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess I should take for the first part of your question, like um, the heavy stuff, we didn't really realize what we were doing until we started playing uh, Black Vultures out live, you know, a couple of these new songs out live against our other catalog and the rest of our catalog. And <laughs> like, hey guys, I think, uh, I think we stepped into like heavy zone, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, but for the, I'm so glad you love the silence. That's, um, that's one of my favorite songs on the record. And we almost didn't put it on. That was, um, uh, that, that, that vocal was actually the demo. Um, we were recording it. This is a, a piece of music that my guitar player, Joe has had for like five years. Like every time he would pick up an acoustic guitar that was tuned to open G, this is what he would play. So it was just kind of one of those things that was ingrained in my head. And then one night about, um, we were hanging out, I think we had a couple of glasses of wine and I, and, uh, you know, he had put it down just instrumentally and I sat at my little writing space and, and this, this came out and, uh, and it was awesome. But, uh, when we went to go and kind of recreate that, that vocal performance, you know, Nick was like, dude, I feel something from this one. We're just going to keep it. So that's like, that's the take <laughs> that, that was on the demo. But um, but it, it's interesting that you say that because when when we were putting the, the album sequence together, um, we were going to have it stop with just Vicious. So it was just going to be an 11 song record. And then, you know, we looked at each other like, man, I really think we should put the silence on there. I really think we should put the silence on there. And then we did. And, and I'm just I'm so glad that you like it. I, I've heard that from multiple people, which is, I think, the most surprising for us uh, that people are gravitating toward that one. Yeah, I mean it's a great way. I love when when records end with something really, 
you know, a deep song like that, something really cool like that. And, and I, I just thought it was a perfect way to end the record. I really did. I thought it was just killer. Um, there, there's so much great stuff on here that, that, that and, and I know it's off to a, to a great start. How much are, we, are, are you doing in the live set right now? You're out within this moment. How much of the, the new album have you worked into the live show? As much as we possibly can. Um, uh, because obviously, like when when you're playing these shows and, and it's amazing to be, uh, you know, to be out, you know, headlining these small arenas and and um, it's, it's a whole new level for us as a band. Um, so we have to make sure, you know, obviously there, there's the, uh, the I Miss the Miseries and the Love Bites and like the things sure. that are absolutely that's what people are coming to hear. Um, but, yeah, we're switching stuff out every night and, and uh, making sure that we get stuff in. One of my most favorite things, and it's been happening now just within this week, is that, it, you know, it's, it's been out for a couple of days and the diehard kind of already knows some of the lyrics. So it's been fun to like every time that you, you know, sneak something in like now, like Black Bolsters is like kind of almost up to that level, you know, that our older songs are at. But then the new songs, everyone's just inching in. So it's, it's been cool to see the moments happen. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me, knowing the Hailstorm fan base and knowing how passionate they are about what you do. That's a really, really cool thing that you guys have for a newer band still, is that that they will come along for that ride. They will hang on your every word. They will embrace those new songs right up with the older ones now. So uh, that that's a really cool thing. And hey, I mean, fourth full album. I mean, time is flying here. You're going to be classic rock soon. <laughs> I know. Well on our way. Um, you know, but I, I'm, I'm already like... I'm I'm already like besties with with all the guys from from uh from the 80s around that that hang around nashville so i'm 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 right in the club there um but <laughs> preparing you're myself. an old soul you're an old soul at heart lizzie doing oh, that absolutely. duet with tom Kiefer and all that stuff that's why i always loved you from the from the minute atlantic called me and told me you were covering a skid row song i'm like wait who is this <laughs> band again how old are they i'm all about hailstorm <laughs> oh it's awesome. hey that's what you know that's when everything was good and and um, I'm not saying, like, uh, there's a lot of new bands that are really awesome right now. Um, but, man, I think that it all just comes back to that meat and potatoes. You know, it's like if you can plug in a guitar and play. Um, I got to tell you something, Eddie. So this is starting to happen now. Like, and, and just, like, from the, you know, from the trenches here, I know that you've seen this, too. So we're, we are very um, proud. And, and for years, we've, we've resisted, you know, the... Hey, 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 Lizzie, 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 oh, yeah, hold on. No I want to hear this story really bad, but I'm going oh, yeah. to get, get killed on a break in two seconds. Can you <laughs> no, hold right. and tell it to me on the other side of the break? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. Coming right back with more of this week's interview with Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. This, this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, if you guys are looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP, and you might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the ones you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car you want, and your certified dealers know this. So they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready 
to buy a new or a used car? Visit TrueCar to enjoy more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. On this season of Cold Case Files, we'll close the book on the Golden State Killer, a serial killer so prolific, investigators spent years thinking he was three different people. I think this offender is the most brazen in American history. We'll find cryptic clues on business cards, diaries, and tombstones. This defendant left his calling card at the scene of the crime. Get new episodes of Cold Case Files every Tuesday on Podcast One and your favorite podcast app. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. We're back with more of Lizzie Hale on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. She was going to share with us the story, so go ahead, Lizzie. No, that, that, I'm glad somebody is keeping track of time. <laughs> yeah. I, I generally don't anymore. Time is but a concept. It's not even a real thing. Um, <laughs> um, oh no. So we, so we were talking about like the kind of music that we like and what makes us feel good. And, and, you know, this, it, we went through this whole period of time where, you know, just as a band, you know, for the people who don't know us, and I know you know this about us, you know, we, we've resisted, you know, throughout the years, you know, the temptation of using, you know, tracks and or trickery, even a click track. We, we don't do that live. We just kind of, you know, we plug in and we play. So, um, so for a while when we were, you know, going out and, and, uh, you know, trying to kind of prove that we deserve to be here and going out and gigging, um, you know, you, you stand out in a really weird way when you are, you know, in the middle of a lineup, you know, that has, you know, you know, an orchestra and everything sounds like the tape and there's like a shaker and tambourines everywhere. Um, where are they coming from? And, uh, and I'm not knocking anybody that uses it, but that's just not our thing. And, um, and this past, these past two years, it's going out and playing. I have to tell you, this is so funny. Our sound guy has these guys that come up to him all the time, these sound engineers. Yeah, so how, how do you get everything to sound like that? How do you get the guitars to sound like that? And he literally turns to me, he's like, well, you plug them in <laughs> and you turn them up really loud. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just so funny how now like, it, I'm seeing that not just with us, but with a lot of other bands that subscribe to that kind of, you know, rock 101 plug in, you play mentality. Um, it's starting to really stick out in an amazing, like a unique and beautiful way. Um, you know, <laughs> to the point that now, now that now we turn our amps backwards, so we can turn them up louder. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, so it's one of those things where I think that, you know, no matter who you are, you just gravitate toward that human element, man. So uh, I'm just really glad to be part of that club. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, and I, I will tell you, I, I, it has been a, a big peeve of mine, and I've spoken out a lot about it recently on the air, about the, um, and you and I talked about it privately not too long ago at a festival, about the unbelievable amount of bands that are not playing live and that are running tracks whether they be vocals guitars effect i don't care if i don't mind if like you have one song that has a keyboard yeah. you're not going to carry a keyboard player but when when there's nobody near a mic and there's vocals coming out and guitars i mean it just bums me out and i'm just a fan and one of the reasons why it bums me out is see i don't have an ounce of musical talent and i can't play anything or sing anything but guess what if i'm going to subscribe and do what some bands are doing i could start a band tomorrow and sound great <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> I mean, can. well 
Anyone can do it. Like, what are we, are we live? Is this live music anymore or not? So I have such love and respect for the guys that are keeping it real. And I'll tell you what, Lizzie, I'm seeing more and more of those artists who are like yourselves, very proud to be a hundred percent real, putting their, putting their foot in the ground and making a point of saying it because you're putting the work in. I mean, it's not easy to do that. It, you could easily take a shortcut, but the fact that you're not doing that and the, the others that aren't should absolutely take credit for it because it's deserved. Oh, no, absolutely. And I, that's what I'm saying. I'm seeing so much of that too. And I'm so proud because, you know, there was a point in time where I'm like, even the young kids, like, you know, all their, whoever their managers are, or whoever's telling them like, no, this is what the professionals do. And this is what, no, no, because then, what happens is that when the computer goes down, oh, I guess the show has to end, <laughs> you know, and that <laughs> sucks. I mean, because that's, that's inevitable. That's, and we've seen that happen a couple times, man, where it's like, hey, you, you, everybody looks like they're playing. It looks like everything's going good. And then all of a sudden something happens. Oh, the Pro Tools went down. I'm like, well, there's amplifiers. Can you plug them in? Oh, no, we haven't rehearsed that. Really? <laughs> that's crazy. So yeah. to, to, for, for me, I take such pride. Even look. But not, not every day is going to be perfect. In fact, most days aren't perfect. You get up on stage, someone's going to screw up. I'm going to forget the words. I'm not going to be able to hit a high note. Something happens, you know. But that's, that's the beauty. That, that's rock and roll. And, and now, like, I love, I love listening to live records. You know, I have a lot of live you know, Dio records and, and what have you. And I love hearing the tempos go kind of out of control and, like, yeah. how the band gets back together. I mean, it's, it's magical. And so, like, to me, I mean, that's living. When all of a sudden you're up with your bandmates, we have certain sections in our um, in our set now where we kind of throw an audible. We're like, well, um, we don't really have an ending to this song, but let's jam it out and see if we can kind of like loop it back around. So it's kind of like like small improv sections that we like throwing into the set. And like I said, that is that's where the magic happens, man, because you have to talk to each other in this musical language and and bring it up and try to make a moment that makes the audience go whoa and i just love that so much i don't think i could ever um and i'm a bad liar so i don't think i could ever really (laughs) even if i wanted to i could never do uh i could never walk around and and uh and and do the Millie Vanilli. No, 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 no. And that and that's the whole beauty as a fan. And I can only speak from a fan perspective of like, yeah, I saw a good show where they were I, I'm fine with a, a little imperfections. That's what make that's what live is supposed to be. And it's yeah. like I say to listeners, I'm like, you know, you, these bands that sound exact the same night because they're playing to, to tapes or tracks or whatever it is, it's like there's no variable. What are you applauding for? The programmer who put the, yeah. the, the sound <laughs> in the right way? Like, you're not, like, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm really brutal about it. It's become a huge yeah, peeve no. of mine. And I've talked to a lot of artists who are, who like yourselves, do it real. And they're like, whether they're older or younger, and they're like, no, we're, we're going to take credit for doing this real. I'm, I went to see Sticks a couple years ago. Tommy Shaw walked up to the microphone and he goes, nice. I want everybody to know everything coming off of this stage is live and real and in its original key. And I was like, hell, hell yeah. Yes. And then you go see Aerosmith and, you know, they've got a guy up there, Buck Johnson. He's helping out. Steven will introduce him. They're not hiding him. That's fine if you yeah. want to do that. But don't, don't make me applaud and get excited to listen to a computer for an hour and a half. It's dumb. Dude, I, I agree. And you know what? Honestly, to like, especially like to the, the singers who, who don't sing anymore, it's like, man, it's like it's, 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 it's a slightly offensive to the people like, you know, myself and other 
bands that like I know work so hard you know, to make sure right. that like we, that we can actually sing the stuff every night for 250 days a year, you know, and then like, I'm like, man, yeah, of course it's easy because they just get up there and, and mime it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I agree with you, man. And, uh, and it's crazy. I saw um, Cheap Trick and Heart um, when they came through Nashville at the Ascend. And that's just amazing. Like, the, just, man, what, what what great performances and yeah. I'm just still able to sing, you know, up in their seventies. And so that's why I always I always say to young kids, I'm like, look, if they can do it <laughs> after all right. of these years, you know, um, so can you and like you don't have any excuse. Oh, it's too hard. I'm too tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talking with Lizzie Hell, the new Hellstorm album is killer. It's out now. It's called Vicious. Already a couple singles and videos out there. Uh, Check it out. Available wherever you get your music, however you get your music. And what's the plan going forward now with you guys? You're you're out with now within this moment. You stay in the U.S. for a bit. And then I was looking down your dates. You're going to Russia, huh? Oh, yeah. We're going. I think it's. uh, Yeah, we start in Russia and we I think we end in. I don't know. Somewhere else. (laughs) Have you played? Have you played Russia before? We have a handful of times. It's very strange. Um, the rock shows are awesome because, you know, there's not not, not a whole lot to do around there. Um, but uh, but it's very it's it's strange. Uh, you know, there are um, absolutely um, beautiful beautiful women. I mean, what, the first time we went over there, we thought there was like a models convention. Uh, mm-hmm. We're like, are we being punked? Because we're walking down the street and there's just like these like. Victoria's Secret top models, like, <laughs> just walking around. In, wh- are they in lingerie yeah. walking around the streets? <laughs> no, no. Well, practically, because it was snowing, and we noticed all these girls are walking around in, like, short skirts and high heels in these cobblestone streets. Really crazy. Uh, it's just bizarre. And um, everyone's just a little bit, um, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Like, if you go to a different country, it's just a different demeanor, you know. So it's like if you get over the fact that everyone is kind of seems a little sad, or or pissed it's just the, they're not pissed at you it's just life and so <laughs> you know you just got to get over that um but then but it's crazy because like the kids that come to the rock show are great they're awesome because they just really like primally need to be there so um so we don't mind doing that then yeah we're doing that for a couple shows and then we're uh, going over to, to the uk and Europe and then Europe and just all over it. Yeah, it's, I I love doing that stuff over there, man. And speaking of miming, they do not take that shit. <laughs> they don't they don't take that at all. So um, they, they're very um, adamant about loving the live show and and all of the mistakes that come with it. So it's you know always just, fun to play you, over there. You know just, you know who I just had on the phone on my show from Russia who lives there now, Jolyn Turner from Rainbow. Oh seriously, he lives there. Yeah, now? that's crazy. Yeah, he, yeah, and Wait, he, Joe, you may see him some come out. Come out. Well, he married one of those beautiful Russian women. Oh, well, I don't blame him. I mean, you know, we were all looking. Yeah, so um, he he put down roots over there. He's a Jersey. I've known Joe for thirty years. He's a Jersey guy, and he's he's in Russia. He's he and he's he does extremely well there. He doesn't do you know business is tough for him in a lot of other parts of the world. But he's because he was in Deep Purple for a couple of years. He told me that he's like a god in Russia. They treat oh, him well. Awesome. He. Yeah, and he's 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 living over there. You might see him. You might see him pumping his fist at the show you're doing over there. Who knows? Well, hell, hell yeah, I'll look out for him. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but uh, where do you think uh, outside of 
the U.S., where is the, the hot spot for Hailstorm? Is there a country, a territory that you do the best in? Where's the biggest audience for you right now? Um, most likely, right, right now, it's the U.K., um, you know, followed closely um, by uh, Germany. And then um, we've been to Italy, and they're amazing there. Uh, France has been amazing. Um, South America is crazy, but you know that. That's just like with – that's just yeah. in general – you know, where it's like Beatlemania over there. Um, still, actually, to this day, one of the coolest shows was the, the very first time we went to South America, we went to Brazil, and we had this show, and it was just in this, like, small theater, whatever, and and um, the audience took it upon themselves to uh, choreograph their own, uh, just to be a part of the show, like, choreograph themselves. Um, it, it was crazy, because... We, uh, I, I think it was, uh, I Missed the Misery, they all had signs, and then as soon as we did Freak Like Me, they turned the signs over, and then at the end of the night, I don't know where they were hiding balloons, but when we hit the last song for Here's to Us, everybody threw balloons in the air. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. It's like a show wow. for us. Yeah, they're very dedicated. So that's that's a good place, too. I, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's just so neat because, I mean, I remember watching – DVDs of, uh, or, you know, VHS at that point, I guess, um, you know, of, of these, this live footage, you know, from like download at the UK and, you know, rock and ring and all these, you know, all these festivals, you know, back in the day that my idols would play and I, wow, how are they commanding 60,000 people? That's crazy. And, you know, so you go over there and you're like, do you think you'll ever, do you think we'll ever play the UK? Do you think we'll ever play Germany? Do you think we'll ever? And so the fact that we're actually doing it and, and that's like a part of our kind of normal, you know, cycle trip um, is, is really special. You know, so we have a lot of those moments lately of just kind of stop, smell the roses and be like, can you believe this is like part of our life? We're still doing this. It's amazing. So, yeah. yeah it's, it's last cool. thing. Last thing, because I got to wrap up, but I wanted, I, I wonder along those lines and being that, like you said, you are younger, but you are, I relate to you so much because you are very old school in a lot of your, the way you do things and the, the things you love. And I kind of feel like, I kind of feel a little bummed because a band like Hailstorm, like you guys missed, not to sound like the old man that I am, but you missed the golden era of the music industry where you got one of your videos on MTV MTV is 37 years old today, and it's like back in the day, you got one of your videos on MTV. I'm sure your parents maybe told you the stories, and you'd sneeze and you'd sell a million records. Like it was like <laughs> it was like overnight. You know, you get two videos on there. You know, three million was considered a disappointment, and it was like a whole different world. And people waiting in line for the record stores to open and all that stuff. Is there a side of you being a younger band having missed that whole thing that you kind of because you, you do look back on a lot of stuff, and I do know you love a lot of the, the the old school stuff does it does it bum you out that unfortunately we'll probably never see that again and see those numbers and see people have that sort of relationship with music again um, or at least or at least buying music or i should say at least buying music like that yeah because you know we like and me still as a fan i you know i buy music in very still in that very much old school way where i want to i want to have the physical copy i want to wait in line i want to oh, go yeah. to an event you know, um, and, and it always has been for us. And, and in a lot of ways, the reason that we do the music that we do and that we sometimes wear our influences on our sleeves and the reason that we do do covers, you know, of, of Skid Row and all of that is because that music still makes me feel like that. You know, it still makes me feel that whatever that intangible thing is that got me into this in the first place, that was that era. 
you know, for me, yes, okay, like I was born in 83, technically I was a teenager in the 90s, but when I was 11, I was trying to convince my friends to listen to Al Cooper. I mean, that was when I realized I was not cool. I digress. But, you know, and I, I, it does bum me out because, um, I mean, we've been working really hard for uh, uh, 20 years now as a band, and just now we're kind of starting to see that cusp of like, oh, cool, like we're a real band, guys. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> look at us. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, if we had come up in that era, I would have been a little pet Benatar wannabe and, uh, and it would have been, it would have been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It would have been, um, a little bit of a a quicker shot. Um, at the same time, um, all of the things that we've had to kind of muscle through and I've had to, uh, you know, navigate, you know, it with this business, you know, changing as it did and as it is, um, maybe I wouldn't be where I am right now, you know, and maybe I wouldn't have met the guys that I have in my band and, and we wouldn't have been best friends for, you know, over 15 years. So, you know, you can think about it that way too. Um, so I don't regret anything. I don't know if I would do it over again in a different way. Um, but I do miss that. I, I, I do want to have a time machine at some point in time and go yeah. back and see what would happen. <laughs> I just want to have a time machine so I can feel better when I wake up in the morning, <laughs> so I can turn turn back to being twenty five. Listen, push the reset button. Every exactly, exactly. Because I'm fifty four. I'm fifty four in a week, and it don't feel so good in the morning anymore. Oh, but <laughs> well, happy birthday, sweetheart! <laughs> when you get to my age, you don't push it. I'm going to wait those seven days. You can wish it to me in seven days. But anyway, Lizzie, thank you. And speaking of Pat Benatar, if you did, never heard it, Hellstorm does a great version of Hell is for Children, which you should check out. That's the one you did, right? Hell is for Children. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is killer. Check out the new album, though, Vicious. It's out there right now. Go to the band's website. Look for the tour dates, whether they're in the U.S. or whether in Russia or whatever the hell they are. Go to hailstormrocks.com for all your information. Lizzie has a diary there and does a great job keeping up with everybody on social media and all that as well. Uh, Say hello to the guys and safe travels. I hope to see you soon. Oh, thank you, darling. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. (laughs) Anytime. Thank you for the time. I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thank you, Eddie. Bye. There she goes. Lizzie Hale, everybody. She's awesome. She really is. You, you You can't not root for people like that. Well, my thanks to Lizzie Hale, my guest this week on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Check out the new Hailstorm album, Vicious, which is out there right now. Thanks to Katie Irizarry. She is the producer of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Remember, connect with me on social media at Eddie Trunk on Twitter, Instagram, fan page on Facebook, simply just my name, and also the website, eddietrunk.com. Music news updated daily, all my appearances on the homepage. There is merch available. I've had people say to me, hey, I'd love to get a Trunk Nation shirt or something like that. Just go to my site. There's a merch store there. And if you become an all-access member of my site, you can uh, listen to my radio shows on demand. A lot of cool stuff. Again, my appearances are there as well. And Music News, Dana Rosen does a great job updating that, letting you know everything that you would want to know about and care about in the world of rock. Music News updated daily on the site as well. A lot of other stuff to check out as well. Have a look. EddieTrunk.com, again, is the official online home. You guys have a great week. I'll see you next Thursday for another all-new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, free as always podcast1.com or iTunes.
Hey, this is Jordan Harbinger. I used to host the Art of Charm podcast, but now it's time for something new. The Jordan Harbinger Show. Did you know you can be entertained and actually get a boost in your life at the same time? On this show, we dig into the superpowers of the world's most interesting thinkers and top talents. Then we deliver them to you right into your ears. But I get it. We're not all superheroes. That's why we give you their blueprint so you can live what you listen. After a thousand interviews, learning five languages, and getting arrested in a country that doesn't even exist anymore, I'm now more ready than ever to introduce you to The Jordan Harbinger Show. Listen free to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.